This is Beyond This Earth. Welcome to Beyond This Earth, episode one of season two. This is Novid Hollaback. That's Hollaback. In our first segment, we are going to talk about where the hell, or better yet, how in the world are we even alive in 2020? And a lot of you do that listen to this radio show. It's not really a podcast. We went through the summer of love, according to some people. Summer of love, indeed. A billion dollars lost in the clashes between Black Lives Matter, somewhat Antifa, and Patriot-adjacent entities trying to defend businesses and such. Breonna Taylor case just recently ended. Um, Not the case. The investigation is still going on in the federal system. The FBI is still investigating what happened in Kentucky over six months ago with Breonna Taylor. Many others are now starting to question these particular things concerning the case. As you now have seen, nobody has the answers when it comes to this case. But somebody died in that event. And people are saying there are no there is no accountability but it seems that the story has been manipulated Tucker Carlson has also stated that aspects of this story has been manipulated a lot of the things concerning George Floyd even though the video has come out there To many people doesn't prove Dovic Chauvin's innocence or guilt. But it does prove there was another story or another narrative. Jacob Blake had a similar to video incident concerning his case. You've got to realize that we are in a post-truth era and only the narrative and how good the narrative and how emotional the narrative that can be carried can truly survive is right out of the wrestling playbook. It has become a stature of modern day society and modern day politics and as you heard from the intro we have these things with only fans now exploding 
I said it earlier in season one, around episode 20, 21, 22, that it was going to be interesting to see what they will choose. Will they choose OnlyFans or will they decide to say? Rolo Tomasi said they chose OnlyFans and they will choose OnlyFans and there you go, it exploded. And it's a shame. As of this taping, Donald Trump has made his choice for the now vacant seat that the recently passed Ruth Bader Ginsburg and the person that is going to be chosen is Amy Barrett from Chicago in the 7th District Court. She is a devout Catholic and had worked under Justice Antonin Scalia for many years. But the whole fight is about her confirmation. And there's not much that the House Democrats who run the party at this, uh, well, who run the House of Representatives at this time can do until the election. So they're going to stall. They're going to make some particular statements. Again, optical statements, as it were. They say, we don't want this to happen. But in the middle of October, again, the news media will break for news. And here she comes. And they'll ask the dark questions. And they'll start to try to get doubt. But the doubts are not there. It's going to be Amy Barrett all the way through. She will get confirmed just before the election. With days away to go before the election hits, it will be a six-to-three court. This forces the hands of the Democrats in order for them to win the Senate and win the White House. By winning the White House and the Senate, they will make two more states. They said they're looking for D.C. and Puerto Rico. They want to then raise the number of the court from 9 to 11, and then they want to have Biden to put in Merrick Garland and one other to the particular entities, as it were, to the particular Supreme Court, and then the Senate will get rid of the Democrat Senate, they believe, will get rid of the filibuster, and then all sorts of shenanigans will take place in the next several years, if Biden wins the election. But these are the tactical errors that were made by Democrats. Some of the tactical errors they did include RGB waited too long to retire. She had cases of cancer. She had four times been diagnosed with cancer. Four times. And she got older. And it is not a pretty sight to survive cancer four times. The fifth time, she almost survived. It wasn't going to last long. And especially with that, especially with this coronavirus going around, 
especially with Donald Trump, who, who, who does not have the virus, has been tested, and has always come out negative for the virus. Many of his closest um, aides have gotten this virus. Some of them have recovered. Others are taking a little longer to recover. And so she is in serious risk of getting the virus that will have, would have led her to pass on. Trump in that particular case is going to put three justices. He also put at least 250 judges in the federal courts and the appellate courts all throughout the country. One of the largest done in recent history. After all this, the Democrats believed that the Republicans were going to play fair with this Maryland Garland issue, but they didn't play fair. They even said, look guys, I won't play fair. Quote me on the tape. That's what that's what uh, uh, um the senator from South Carolina said. Quote me on the tape. I said it, and guess what? I'm a hypocrite. Lindsey Graham. I said it in 2016. You know I wasn't gonna fall, don't you know that? You do know that, right? And Mitch McConnell, the most powerful man in Washington and has been for a lot longer than people realize, said, look, I played y'all. You just don't have the tactical skills to beat me because you're not as smart as you think you are. Another thing that people are beginning to realize, if you see in the Twitter sphere, as it were, these videos coming out from these young white women that are screaming on the top of their lungs, crying that she is dying. You know, they're semi-attractive, that sort of thing. And they're crying that she's dead. She survived the whole thing. It's a horrendous mess that you're witnessing in front of your eyes. It's horrendous to see. But I have to ask everyone a question. How can an 87 year old woman decide the fate of a whole lot of women in this country? How is it that everything that women do their own fate is into a hands of a woman who has cancer, who had cancer four straight times, was diagnosed of cancer four straight times, and on the fifth time, almost survived. And her dying wish was, "Don't change me until we get." 
Joe Biden into the White House, or at least the next president is elected. And on the fifth time she got diagnosed, survived it for a little while, but then passed on because her body just couldn't take the pain, the chemo, the drugs, the whole nine yards. The body gave up. How can the fate of all women in the, of a lot of women in this country be held on by a single thread of an 87-year-old four-time survivor of cancer? A lot of people might say it shows her strength that she stayed that long. But in certain ways, it shows hubris. That one woman can decide the fate of a lot of other women. It's a shame, to be honest with you. It is a shame. And y'all got to understand why it is, it's a shame. And one of the links that I have recently showed. The link that I'm showing is The Age of Witchcraft by Carl Denninger. He has tapes that have come that, that he shows on his website talking to the Tennessee um, the city council in one of the cities in Tennessee where she, he now lives in and explains his point about the mask. I'm just going to give you a short read-through of what he said in this. He said in February, Fauci described COVID-19 as a king as a severe pandemic, a season flu. He was not mistaken. He was correct. He presented it on there and he shows a link. You do not intentionally kill people with a bug that is exactly what we have, basically a flu. You cannot argue with mathematics. Attempting to do so is witchcraft. It's the belief of the occult. The casting, the headsets, and the spells change outcomes is the exact opposite of science. Read it all through because we don't have time for all of this, but I am just going to expect, show you how corruption exists in old corners. I put it in Sid's parts. I'm just basically gonna go through what has happened with this COVID-19 pandemic. There are just so many botches and a few successes, let's be fair concerning this pandemic, but the scientists are about to show very soon that they have failed, very soon. And I want you to explain, and I'm going to explain how they're going to fail. Not the why, not the how, not the why, not the whom, not the what, but the how. Everybody need to recognize a very important fact in everything that we have seen. When Tucker Carlson had the interview with one of the doctors from the Wuhan lab, supposedly from the Wuhan line and worked with the Wuhan lab and all the rest of it, she basically stated it out loud. This was a biological accident or 
which in the Geneva Convention is, they don't care, it's a biological weapon. None of the people who are doing the science are willing to confirm nor deny her accusation. So somebody has come out with the accusation. It is up for people who are investigating how this virus got out of the particular lab in Wuhan, China, in Wuhan, in Hubei province, how it got out and spread into the rest of the world, how it mutated into many different strains, and how is affecting everybody in that particular aspect. They're not willing to ask these questions, whether it is mask on or mask off. The fundamental basic thing is the same. It is about washing one's hands. It has always been that way. The people that are dying in of the most mostly of this coronavirus, of this COVID-19, already have pre-existing conditions, plus obesity, plus all these other particular things, plus other hidden ailments, and is attacking in ways no one can have been able to predict. But the corruption starts, and one of it we are going to begin to see is the nursing homes and how the states may have to call Denninger's eyes intentionally killed older people with trying to put COVID patients in medical hospitals. I believe it is also intentional. There is a case that is going on right now concerning older veterans that there were COVID-19 cases sent into a nursing home veterans hospital where 76 people died. The two people who run that particular hospital, hospice, nursing home, excuse me, is being investigated and have been charged with negligent homicide. But a similar thing has happened in New York, a similar thing has happened in Boston. A similar thing has happened in Pennsylvania. When people start to figure out what really happened, a lot of people should have never have died. A lot of people. If people did have COVID-19 in the nursing homes, if those things were shut down completely, the virus would have never have gotten out those particular places. It was a serious problem there. The way they handled the PPE, is absolutely wrong and was absolutely backward from the start. The Pennsylvania courts, this is a thing that's connected to the uh, to the whole court thing with Trump, getting the, all the courts, putting all the people in the courts. One of them is in Pennsylvania. They said his, that's Tom Wolf's, decrees of closing businesses and all the rest of it was illegal, unconstitutional in the constitution of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, unconstitutional. So the state Senate has to make a decision on a whole lot of things going forward. But the governor's hands have been tied by the courts. The problem with the mask, it's very simple. It has always been simple. Do the mask protect 
from this virus. Unless it is an N95 mask. I'm going back to what we talked about with the coronavirus update, that special that we did last season. Unless it's an N95 mask or is a P100 mask, it is not going to give the protection people need. It is fine to wear a mask when one's inside or whatnot and all the rest of it because you don't want to get kicked out. But the most important thing, people need to wash their hands with soap and water. One of the things that I said in that Radio show episode that I did about the coronavirus is that certain African countries, knowing that hand sanitizers weren't going to work, placed in water supply and faucets for people to wash their hands with soap and water. And it ain't surprise, not a lot of people have died from the coronavirus in Africa, which you would have expected. Because recent studies have come out that low vitamin D deficiency makes the virus worse if one gets it. So y'all have to be very careful, especially if one gets it, that you are not vitamin D deficient and not vitamin C deficient. All of it have to come in through. Vitamin D is a steroid they use that 100 day the whole thing gets cleared out. Heisey Caldron, also this. They're talking about vaccines. 72% back in the early months of this pandemic wanted the vaccine. Now it's down to 50% and going lower by the day. They said herd immunity was going to help. But lockdowns may have made this thing worse. Sweden, despite its own political issues, had possibly, I didn't say fully, I said possibly, taking care of this issue of, the, of this bioweapon itself. But the rest of the society is now willing to say it. And Trump came out and said that when he had this information, he didn't want to cause a panic. Of course, he didn't want to cause a panic. No one wanted to cause a panic. But with that particular lady from the Wuhan lab, no one has confirmed or denied that it is a bioweapon. She just put it out there and put out the information there and no one has confirmed it or denied it. And guess what? They're doing in New York. We're going to have COVID-19 surcharges in order to pay damage pay for all the people now eating in the restaurants. We're going to have a COVID-19 surcharge and they don't know how big the surcharge can become. This leads into one of the final things that we want to talk about has to do with a movie called Cuties Missinions from a French Senegal woman, African diaspora, and how it was defended by the media. I don't want to tell you about this movie. 
y'all can find it on YouTube. Don't even look at the whole thing with the things that Netflix did. The backlash came. The backlash was severe. They asked for investigations into this. Did it break the law? Of course it did. It's been there since 92, 82, excuse me. Supreme Court laid down the law, it's over. But they played the game. And then your bread tubers out there defended it on the basis of this is about anti-exploitation of females, female children. It's not that side, it's the other side. With a nice crooked smile on their faces. It's a shame that in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of the world shutting down, they let this go through. And everybody said, oh, it wasn't going to happen. It's going to happen. They're not going to do this. We saw this coming about. A month, and a, a month and a half before this was going to take place. Oh, they're not going to get it through the next September 2nd. So I'll be uh, September 9th. It's not going to happen. It aired. You motherfuckers did that shit, didn't you? We're canceling it. It's done. We're done with Netflix. Guess what they did? Nothing. What did Netflix do? Destroyed all the evidence and changed it back into his French name. They didn't remove it. Oh, and just as this recording, somebody that was trying to find all these preds all over the place, he got banned from YouTube. And now we have another bullshit thing coming. And this has nothing to do with QAnon and all the rest of it. This movie is never going to go down unless Netflix decides it wants to go down. Or if it's quietly disappears. You know what they're going to do just to make sure that you look bad? All of you that were against this film, they've already put it into an Academy Award selection. They're gonna fold it nice and tight, get it all right. They're gonna put its French name there and say, look, a black woman is directing this important film about the sexual exploitation of how men exploit women. And you have to put it in there because we have new rules about wokeness and all the rest of it. Don't worry. It is good to show this and show empowerment to the future of our countries, both in France and the United States and other Western countries. And then they're going to make it put into the Oscar. And you know what they could do? They could say best picture because there was a lot of pictures that came out during this pandemic. And what if it wins? What if it wins? And then they get to laugh at you again. Ha ha ha. You little rubes. You ain't shit, you little rubes. We got you, little rubes. <laughs> It's not bad, bad games. 
Do you see how these people use you? Use your morality against you? Do you see how deep this corruption all over our societies there are? This season, we're going to go through most of it. We're going to show you where this corruption is leading us. Read through the links that I have shown you and make up your mind about how dark mankind has become. How we are going to go beyond this earth. Oh, speaking of Netflix, Spotify, and all the rest of it, in the next segment, we're going to talk about the social media traps. And one of the social media traps they used for cuties was to try to convince you that it wasn't breaking the law. Why I have made silent the Guru Gothic account on Twitter. What all of this has to do with Amy Schumer and Joe Budden and why all these events that we have just discussed earlier has forced me to make decisions about the future. Not only this show, but of the website Guru Gothic and other things as well. We'll be back with more of Beyond This Earth. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. We now return you to Beyond This Earth. How you doing, folks? Welcome back to the 20-minute side of Beyond This Earth, the second segment. We plan to keep it to at least 20 minutes. This is Novid Hollaback. That's Hollaback! Why am I not on social media anymore? Do you really want to know the answer? I'll give you the answer why I'm not on social media, especially Twitter. Twitter's a trap. You know why it's a trap? It's a trap for all the reasons that everyone has problems with Twitter have. But the biggest reason is all of their metrics were correct when it concerned the way people communicate. Their metrics were correct. The way it was used was unpredictable. There is no algorithm Outside of the other algorithms they use, they could have used to predict what was going to happen to Twitter in this particular sense when they increase the character limit 
from 180 characters to 280. When they did that, they changed the way Twitter was used. I began to see things on Twitter and look at things at Twitter with the 280 words and see the complete dots of a lot of people and those dots run counter perpendicular to the realities on the ground. I wanna make this very clear to everyone here and make it extremely clear to those that are trying to create things in this world right now with the pandemic still going around and all the money being slushed around and all of the bullshit that is going about with the way America sees itself, sees other people, sees other countries, the frets and the friends and all the rest of it. Twitter, Facebook, all the rest of them have absolutely no clue on their algorithms and what they do. No clue. But these algorithms are made by men and women, mostly women now. And now we are seeing the results of how artificial intelligence or algorithms built to make the AI move in a certain direction the way they want to, especially in the political sphere, is going down. And what you're seeing is not pretty. All I did on Twitter, on Guru Gothic, was showcase information in every single end of my own likes and what the country is going through and the whole nine yards and give perspectives from every single side, including sides they're scared to see. And what I have begun to found out And the thing that made me say, no, I can't do this no more until I'm in a better place, is that the fundamental problem with Twitter and the fundamental problem with social media is that it's a mirror and the mirror is opening a door to the failures of modern American society, not only in education, but in how they speak to one another and how whether people like it or they don't, 
cattle-centric, feminine-centric our society is. And this femin feminine-centric entity, as it were, has made everything worse, including Reddit, which is mostly masculine, mostly get a lot of males who use the website and all this Reddit credit and all the rest of these things, it's done in a feminized centric mindset. I just want y'all to understand these things and understand that you're going to be played if you continue to use these services just to find friends, just to find connections, just to find a business, because that time is over. And it has been over for at least five years. I'm here to say to all of you on Patreon and all the rest of these things, you have made some money from Patreon and all the rest of it. But the courts and all the things that have happened with the platforms concerning crowdfunding is about to change and change in ways that they are not going to let anybody else with a dream and a chance in this country to succeed. It's not going to happen. Social media trans people in a loop of emotions. And this loop of emotions manifests themselves in a cancel culture at every single side, legitimate and illegitimate in what is going on. And I mentioned this with Cuties. And I mentioned this with Netflix. And I mentioned it with all the things that are going around. You do not need social media as it is constituted at this particular point to get your message across. You do not need it. The message can be sent across in many different ways. Because I want this to be connected to what's going on with Joe Budden, Charlemagne, and his deal with Spotify and all the rest of it. I've already have links on the Linktree link concerning Joe Budden and Spotify. I want y'all to listen to that 12 minute um, video that was done. And I want, you don't have to go through the one hour and the 45 minute and a whole lot of it. It's a long rant about business. You have to understand that Spotify was helped by the major media, major music media corporations. It was helped. The free stuff, the, the free tier, the premium tier, the whole nine yards. It was helped by them. Amy Schumer was coming out of a Netflix deal that didn't give her pops. She was going to do a podcast, which they believe at the time of all this B2 and all of this that was going around between 2016 and 2018, that she was going to get popular from this. 
Joe Budden coming out of complex and everyday struggle after the talks with Verizon, after the talks with them fell through and he went with Spotify and they made a deal with them, he becomes one of the top, if not the largest podcast in that particular industry, in that particular uh, um, setup there. He becomes one of the biggest. Do you wanna know what happened? Spotify went through all of these deals to renegotiate the deal because they wanna keep them, but they wanted every single part of what Joe Budden wants. And it kept going there and going there and going there. Joe Budden didn't want to sell anything like that. He wanted a similar deal to what Bill Simmons had with the ringer, what Joe Budden had with all the rest of them, with his podcast show going to Spotify with the whole video thing. He wanted a similar deal that Barack Obama wanted because he proved himself against Amy Schumer, who they made, Spotify made, as their next big superstar in the radio realm, and it didn't work. And they screwed Joseph over from the jump Till now, and he left Spotify because he is trying to figure out things about ownership. What did I say here from the very beginning when it comes to what I do with Beyond This Earth and what I do with Guru Gothic and what I do with all the other projects? There are no not crowdfunding anything. If a company wants to come to me and say, air these ads with me, I think they're gonna make me popping and get views because I'm trying to do this in a natural way then they know where my email is for sales. And then we talk man to man on the phone. Let's go. No one has called in the last three years, even though I had things done on that particular stuff and I have written some things there, but I had ideas. The ideas are there. No one has called. No one has called. One of the things that he also mentioned is, is that he wants ownership for his kids. You saw the things that are happening with Kanye and his masters. You saw the thing that happened with Nods X, that he is dirt poor at the age of 22 years old because he don't own his masters, even though he had three of the hit songs of the moment in the last two years. And one of the biggest hits in the recent era for the rap industry and the country music business. Can you imagine 
A 22-year-old dude that don't have no money in his pocket. And then Kage is complaining about where my master's at, how many contracts this and the other thing and whatnot. Joseph's came up and said they screwed him over at Def Jam. Dame Dash already knows the story. The inmates were running the asylum. This country, and they're already starting this with Joe Rogan, with the things they want to try and screw him over for, is a similar way that they want to screw, screw, they screw Joe Budden. It's the similar way they might screw over Joe Rogan. They're bred to motherfuckers. They ain't shit, motherfuckers. The vouchers, the counterpoints, they want them to have what Joe got. And Joe said no. Joe said no. Then I said, okay, Novi, what the fuck is going on here? After listening to all this, you love Twitter, you see the, then what the fuck is going on here? It's simple, really. They're going to make the internet into regional platforms. Didn't I tell you this two years ago? You didn't listen. Y'all played around and said, come on, Mr. Holliday. It ain't going to happen. It's happened. You saw what happened with TikTok? Do you see what happened recently with Jared Bauer and Wisecrack? Hmm? Jared Bowers left Wisecrack. He started out the videos, the black dude who was there, and he only recently came back for one episode because he's working on his PhD. He rolled this black dude, right? With dark notes, using hip-hop culture, to get the hits. Then he started making more shows from the hits. Then he came to claim the fame through all these other things until they do the, um, not e uh, John Ebert side of the game. John Michael Ebert side of the game. If you don't know him, he did some writings concerning with Joseph Campbell and all the rest of them. He was a... He worked with him back in the day, and he talked about Spanger and all the rest of it. And then it reached to a certain point where he starts showing his face and his voice, and he starts to become more like a Walter Cronkite of the internet until he decided that it is not going to work out the way he think it's going to work out, and he's leaving. He shouldn't have left. He had something, even though he rolled the black dude to greatness. Fine. Admit that, and at least he admits it. But he started to talk about things other supposed bread tubers refused to discuss.
And y'all motherfuckers dick that I don't see the writing on the wall. The running on the wall is this. Can't have a country. Can't build anything in a country right now. I did not say in the future it will change. I know it will change in the future. But right now, you cannot have a society that has a majority of its people 40 years old and don't have the same things that... Their fathers had it 40 years old and think you're going to have a society that's going to survive. Keep going to play, brother. Hey, all the people talk about their masters and all the rest of it to leave something for their kids. You know what they are? They're all 40, 43 years old. And they see what the fuck is going on. And they want to know what the fuck is going on in this industry that this whole culture, it doesn't matter if it's Japanese culture, it doesn't matter if it's African-American culture. It doesn't matter all of it. It even don't even matter if it's Western culture in certain way with certain of the, um, with Jack Kirby and the like. They're beginning to figure it out that you don't have much. And they're trying to leave something for their children and they're not getting it. So you know what is going to happen? They're going to start leaving in droves until they get form of ownership that will allow to leave something for their children if they want to. To allow to leave something for their children if they got to have something for their children. They want to head towards Dame Dash direction, not the direction that um, Charlemagne is heading towards. That's the truth. You may not like it, but it's happening. A lot of people may not like it, but it's happening. But as of this country right now, they will not allow you to get anything done unless you play by their bullshit. And you know what? That bullshit is going to end because you know why? Everybody better know this right now and make this very clear. Every single business right now is playing this woke game in order to find a way to turn against the woke game and make more money from it. They do not want own. They do not want any black person, any of them, to own anything in that entertainment industry. They've already allowed it to happen with Tyler Perry. They already allowed it to happen with Tyler Perry, but Tyler Perry plays their game in a certain way. That if anybody joined them, he they're forced to play that game. I'm not playing his game. I'm proud that he has a large studio, but I'm not playing his game. Dame Dash and, and others like me, we do in different style, but I am not a minority in this. I should not be seen as somebody different when, oh, and this is where Joe, Joe Budden gets it correct in certain ways. I didn't say all the time, but when black men don't have money, they don't know what to do. People that we're working with, white people or otherwise, don't know what to do with us. That's a shame. And it shouldn't have to be that way.
And what they want black men to do is to support or go into these minority business attractions and loans and all these other things. But we need half a billion dollars net in order to make sure we're fully clear for business to survive in in these coastal cities. And it ain't happening. Joseph's problems that he blames the Republicans. Not about blaming Republicans. We're all in the same boat now. That's one of the reasons why we got to make moves towards other countries in order for this whole project and everything I'm planning to do to survive. Because it ain't going to survive another 24 months here. It isn't. It has to grow. And I began to realize after five years of trying to do it a certain way, it's not working the way I thought it was going to work. Because everybody got it locked down. And it's a shame. It truly is a shame. That's one of the reasons why the trip to Japan is coming. And one of the reasons why that trip is important to me because it's also about the future of everything I do, possibly for the rest of my life. It has to be done because other ways of trying to do things in life that doesn't correspond with the dreams that I have for myself and for the future for everything I want is not coming into fruition right now in this country. I love this country too much, but the way the game is being played now at this particular point, I can't raise no child in this country. I cannot have any sort of relationship with any woman in this country right now with the way tw Twitter and all the rest of these things are happening. It's not going to happen the way you think it's going to happen. That shit dead. What has to happen is that we got to move forward and move on in order for us to survive, to have our sanity. If it was any other time and any other situation with the similar situations that we have now, I wouldn't mind surviving here, but everything has gone against us in so many ways. It's not even possible. Don't even try it. That's one of the reasons why we have to make the changes we have to make. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the lives lost in the coronavirus number update. On this, the first episode of the second season of Beyond This Earth. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. return you to beyond this earth welcome back to beyond this earth it's time to show the numbers 
we weren't going to do the numbers, but we have to because we've been gone for almost four months. The numbers are sobering, to put it mildly. Global cases for COVID-19 based on the Argus Dashboard Center for Science and Engineering at John Hopkins University. 32,749,934 global cases of COVID-19. The largest being in the U.S. by 7,078,039. India is next with 5 million brazil at 4 million russia at 1.1 million colombia at 800,000 peru is next followed by mexico spain argentina south africa france chile iran the united kingdom starting to rise again bangladesh iraq saudi arabia turkey italy philippines Indonesia and Germany, Israel, which recently locked down again. Ukraine, Canada, Ecuador, Bolivia, Qatar, Romania, Netherlands, Dominican Republic, Panama, Kazakhstan, Kuwait, Egypt. And it just continues from there. China still at 90,000. Japan at 81,000 global cases. Then you have others here as well. South Korea at 2,300 cases. Global deaths are nearly a million. The United States officially, as of this recording, is at 204,486 deaths. They reached the 200,000 mark on Wednesday of this week. Brazil is next with nearly 150,000, 100,000. India is next with 93,000. Mexico is next with 76,000. United Kingdom with 42,000. Italy, Peru, France, Spain, Colombia, Russia, South Africa, Argentina, Chile, Ecuador, Indonesia, Germany, Canada, Iraq, Bolivia, Pakistan, Sweden, Egypt, the Philippines, Bangladesh, China, Romania, Saudi Arabia, Guatemala, Poland, Panama, Dominican Republic, and we continue to go all the way down. Japan has more as uh, a lot more global cases but the deaths have not moved an inch so a lot of their lockdowns have ended and they've gone into the second to the low second to the highest tier they have the recoveries over in the u.s state level the majority of the deaths are taking place in New York, in New York State and New York City. 
The next one is New Jersey. The next one is Texas, California, Florida, Massachusetts, Illinois. And then we have Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, Arizona, Louisiana, Ohio, Connecticut, Maryland, Indiana, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Mississippi, Alabama, and Tennessee, which we mentioned in the first segment. Those are the numbers and they're deeply sobering. No matter what anyone thinks, this has been a disaster of negligence, unpreparedness, back talking, fake news, real news, the whole nine yards, but it has also exposed humanity's greatest weaknesses in the internet and social media and made the pus fester into a boil. And now the boil has exploded and we are seeing the results. We will continue with some happier news from space right after this. On Beyond This Earth. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. Welcome back to Beyond This Earth. Before we end the show today, we got to talk about space. One of the things about space <laughs> is that it will always surprise you, especially in the middle of a pandemic. And guess what the biggest surprise was? Not on Mars. We've been so focused on Mars lately that a lot of people got sick of it. I wasn't sick of talking about Mars. No, 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 no. We got to put our foot there. It's much easier than Venus. But guess what? Venus had a bit of a surprise of its own. There is this gas called phospholine. Uh, and one of the ways they figured out how life began is that there should be a sample amount of phospholine in a planet or traces of it. There's traces of it in Jupiter, in Saturn, but they're too small to count. When they were checking Uranus, uh, not Uranus, even though that may even have phospholine, the stinky kind of phospholine. But anyway, they were checking out Venus. And guess what? There was plenty of philosophy to go around. It shocked a lot of people. Was it on the ground? No, we didn't find it on the ground. It's actually in the air where it is survivable in the upper atmosphere than in the lower atmosphere and the ground. 
Nowadays, it's very possible they're going to have to send a probe to go there if a secondary entity, which was supposedly going to the, which is supposed to go to the sun, goes near Venus and checks out if the phosphorine thing does check out. If it is there, it is very possible that there could be a strange form of life living in Venus. Now, when I was a little kid, there was this book. They used to do these fantasy books about planets and all the rest of these things. I have it somewhere. It's somewhere in this place. And this fantasy book about all these different um, aliens that live in Mars and other places, they had an interesting section about Venus. And one of the things that stuck with me since I was a child is that, well, there may not be some way we could live on Venus if we were living on the ground, but there could be a chance that we could live above the ground. And one of the entities they showed as a drawing, don't take it too seriously, is that they showed a cloud-based jellyfish with tendrils maybe 20 feet long just flying through the clouds, breathing in certain gases. And it is very possible that one of these gases, if they can confirm the phosphorine is there, is that particular element or that particular chemical. There may be life on Venus after all in places we never would have thought possible. This is, of course, also with the news that the moon has rust. That's right, folks. A lot of people said that the moon is haunted. The moon may be truly haunted. <laughs> rust, it actually comes from Earth. But yes, the moon has rust. Not physical rust, mind you, but rust. How did it get there? Paging the creator of Sailor Moon. Paging the creator of Sailor Moon. Anyway. The Andromeda Galaxy is much bigger than we first realized. It, it, it's called, it was bigger than the Milky Way Galaxy. Now they say it's three times bigger. Kirk must have had a field day back in that future, trying to get back home from the Andromeda Galaxy. It was more like a string that they used for the Enterprise there. Interestingly enough, they could have had some data that a strange ship just came into Cardassian space, but we had no time to uh, took a look at it. It was just simple data there. Nothing to worry about. All right, folks, we're done for today. Done for this weekend's episodes. Next week, we're going to talk about... That's October 2nd, by the way. It's Black Lives Matter. We're going to talk about the debate. 
and talk about Assange and journalism in the first segment. And then we're going to talk about something that has to do with Black Lives Matter, but an interesting case that has come up that y'all we will discuss called Draco and his legal issues. And then the failure of men in societies, which is related to something that Roald Tomasi had talked about several weeks ago on a recent radio show with others that are connected to the Red Praxis and his Rational Mail shows and all the rest of it and how they explain those situations as well. So, get ready for another 26. Actually, it's plus 33 episodes because we're planning to do specials related to the fourth book of the Rational Mail coming soon. And then we are just going to let the truth hang out and let the truth and let the uh um the issues fall where they may. So that's being it. And then hopefully throughout this we'll have the election. We'll go through the election and the aftermath of the election. Hopefully we will be in a completely different place so we won't deal with the fallout of the election. And that pretty much it. Um, thank you for listening. We will be back. Like we said, with an all new episode of beyond this earth. We're finally in season two. Hopefully we can do more. I shaped this like a radio show. It's not a podcast. It's just something for all of you to listen in and give some thought into the things that we do. I mean, the things that are talked about around the world in space, society, and the rest of it. I've gone through a lot of things in this summer, and you have gone through a lot of things in this summer. Some of you are not in the best places at this time. I We're all going through this particular thing together in certain ways, but in one way, other things are going to change for the betterment of our society in ways that you cannot possibly predict. And one of the ways it's happening is through this radio show and other radio shows of this nature. And it is my hope that we can pass through this and see it for the way it is and be able to survive throughout this whole thing and come out as better persons and as better men and for a lot and some of you women who do listen to us as better women thank you for listening we will see you guys next week on beyond this Beyond This Earth is a Garo Gothic production.